Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. All right, let's do this. I'm excited to get into today's message, Nothing is Impossible, part two. I want you to grab your Bibles, or wherever you're at, whether you're in a home or a coffee shop with some friends, grab your Bibles and turn to Mark chapter eight. Turn to Mark chapter eight. Last week, we began this series called Nothing is Impossible, and we're talking about Jesus, the miracle worker. And we believe that Jesus wasn't just a miracle worker. He still is the miracle worker. Come on, we really believe that. And we believe that God is a miracle worker. Last week, we talked about Jesus' first public miracle when he turned water into wine. This was a specific miracle, a profound miracle, where Jesus was introducing something new. And we said that sometimes if you want to receive something new from Jesus, a miracle in your life, we're going to have to remember the source. We're going to have to surrender our will and we're going to have to obey his plans. I was excited about last week. I'm excited to get into today's story. It's the second miracle that we're going to talk about in this series. Go to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. Jesus is about to heal a blind man. And I'm really excited about this story. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. One of my favorite miracles. Chapter 8 is extremely profound. And so let's read it. We're going to pick it up in verse 22. In verse 22 it says, They came to Bethsaida. And some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. And then the Bible says, his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. He saw everything clearly. Today, I want to share a message, and I'm I'm titled this message, I Can See Clearly Now. I Can See Clearly Now. I think it's profound what Jesus is doing in Mark chapter 8. Jesus is about to do this incredible miracle, and his miracles aren't just a performance. It's a teaching moment not only for his disciples, but I really think it's a teaching moment for the whole world, right? I think this story reminds me about lights going out, lights going out. All of us, if you grew up in South Florida, you're used to lights going out. Maybe you came from another country and you're used to it as well, but here, the lights go out all the time. A storm happens and the light goes out. Uh, A wind happens and the lights go out. Uh, A local company is working on something and the lights go out. A power line goes down and the light goes out. Recently, I, I was at home And there was a local company working on some cables or something, and everything went out in my neighborhood. Everything went out, right? There was no TV. There was no internet. There was nothing. And we were so frustrated at home. Like, what did we do before the internet and before TV? There was nothing to do. We were at home, and we're like, what is going on? And I was so frustrated, and I realized that something on the outside had interrupted my life inside. Something on the outside had interrupted my life inside. You know, I think the same thing is true with our spiritual life. I think the same thing is true with the way you and I go about our faith. So often things on the outside can come in and interrupt or disturb our faith on the inside. 
Maybe life has happened. Maybe it's a marriage issue, a family circumstance. Maybe it's fear and anxiety and stress that's happening all over the world. And sometimes what's happening externally can come and get inside our soul or our spirit. All of a sudden, the fear outside can come and take our joy. All of a sudden, what's happening around the world can come and take our peace. All of a sudden, because there's a problem in our marriage, it can cause anxiety to, to rise up on the inside. Many times, what happens is that what's on the outside can affect the inside. And this is what I've come to find out. This is the main issue that we have, is that disruptions on the outside can cause darkness on the inside. There have been disruptions in our life. There's been disruptions to our faith. There's been an interception about what we believe. And something has happened. Something has interrupted our plans. And these interruptions can so often bring darkness in our life, in our soul, in our spirit, in our heart. All of a sudden, faith is gone. Hope is gone. Joy is gone. You see people around the world. And it looks like they have life figured out on the outside. But because something happened, there's darkness in their soul. There's darkness in their mind and their heart. Maybe today you're like, Alex, that's where I'm at. I'm walking around in darkness. I feel like I have no hope. I feel like I have no joy. You've allowed something on the outside to interrupt and to take your peace. Disturbances on the outside have come and taken your joy, taken your faith. I really believe that's not the life that God has come to give us. And I think today that if you can remember who your God is, I'm telling you, you can make it through whatever season you're facing. In fact, I'll say this, a clear vision will result in a strong faith. Come on, that the reason that there's no darkness on the inside for some of us, the reason that some of us can continue and press on and hold is because our vision is clear. We know the God that we believe in. We have our eyes on the God that we profess. We know that God is good. We know that God is faithful. We know that God is for us. Some of us, we need to get our vision cleared because if you can see God clearly for who he is, you can have a strong faith on the inside and nothing will be able to shake you. The Bible says that the righteous will not be shaken. You can stand strong. You can stand solid. You don't have to be full of fear, full of anxiety, because you have a clear vision of who your God is. You have a clear vision of the God that you serve. Come on. I wonder if you have a clear vision of who God is today. The clearer your vision is, the stronger your faith will be. I know who I serve. I know the God that I profess. I know the Jesus that I believe in. I know what he has said. I know what he has done. The clearer your vision is, the stronger your faith, your joy, your peace will be on the inside. Is our vision clear? Mark chapter 8 is an interesting story. In fact, to really understand what Jesus is doing in this miracle, I really believe we need to look at the larger context. What's happening before and after this miracle? Because this miracle is profound. Jesus is trying to teach his disciples something. I really believe he's trying to teach all of us something. Mark chapter 8 actually begins with Jesus feeding a crowd of 4,000. They've been there without food, and Jesus says, well, what is there here? And they find out that they have some pieces of bread, and this is the second time he does this miracle, and he feeds a crowd of 4,000. The Bible says that they get in a boat. Jesus and the disciples get in a boat. They go to another side of the lake, and what happens there is profound because there are some religious leaders called the Pharisees. They come and they meet Jesus. They don't believe who Jesus is. They think he's a false teacher, and they're already making plans to somehow take him out. And they start asking him questions. They start to test him, and they ask him for a sign. They ask him for a sign. Jesus is like, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not giving you any more signs. Like I think by now you should believe in what I've said and what I've done. 
They get back in a boat with the disciples. Now, when they get back in a boat, the Bible says that uh, they start talking about bread. Jesus and the disciples start talking about bread. And Jesus says, hey, do not let the yeast of the Pharisees get in you. They start thinking, well, Jesus must be upset because we didn't bring enough bread. And Jesus is pretty frustrated at this point. Jesus is the master teacher, and he's been trying to teach them, but they just don't understand. I think it's a beautiful picture of us that sometimes it's hard for us to understand everything that Jesus is trying to teach us. And here Jesus is like, no, I'm, I'm not talking about bread. You've seen me give bread. You've seen me feed a crowd of 4,000 plus. You've seen me give food to a crowd of 5,000 plus, not including women and children. I've done this twice already, and I can produce so much bread. I am the provider. I can do so much more. I'm saying don't let what's on the outside get on the inside. Then the Bible says that they, they pull up to this town called Bethsaida. And they get out of the boat. They're in Bethsaida. As they get out, they bring a blind man to Jesus. This is the moment where you have to understand the context. Jesus is trying for them to understand something. Now he gets into a town. A blind man is coming. This blind man really represents a lot of us. I think spiritual blindness can affect every single human being. It has affected us, every single one of us. And they're begging for Jesus to touch this man, to help this man. This man needs some help. He is blind. And the Bible says that Jesus grabs the blind man by the hand and brings him outside of the village. As we talk about today, part two of this Nothing is Impossible series, I want to give you three quick keys today, especially with everything going around our world that I think can really help us. Number one, the first thing that I think you and I need to do in order to receive a miracle is that we need to move. We need to move. I'm excited about this because Jesus, the Bible says he gets into this town. He gets to Bethsaida, but in order for him to heal this man, he has to bring him out of Bethsaida. Jesus is stepping into Bethsaida, but yet he grabs the blind man by the hand and he brings him out of this town. If you want to receive a miracle, you need to move. You need to move away from the doubt. You need to move away from the fear. You need to move away from people that have no faith. Bethsaida was known for its faithlessness. In fact, in the book of Revelation, Jesus talks about Bethsaida and it says, Oh, you, you didn't believe, Bethsaida. There was some doubt in you. There was, there was no faith in you. And Jesus talks about this. Jesus is trying to show his disciples, don't let the religious teachers that are questioning me, don't let these people that are full of doubt, don't let these people that are full of bitterness get inside of you. Because disturbances on the outside can bring darkness on the inside. In order to heal this man, he has to bring him out, out of the people that say Jesus can't do this, out of the people that say this man will never be healed, out of the people that say you're always going to be blind, you're always going to stay in this condition, this is the way life is always going to be for you. I got good news, when Jesus shows up, he can change everything, but many times he'll move you out first. He'll move you out of circles of comfort. He'll move you out of circles of negativity. He will bring you into a new season. He will take you out of those villages that are toxic for your life. He has to grab the man by the hand and bring him out, which by the way, that right there was special, it was unique. And I love it that Mark gives us this detail. Jesus grabbed the blind man by the hand. In this culture, in this day and age, you could not touch a blind man. It was not cool to touch a blind man. He was considered cursed because he was blind. People with diseases like leprosy, they were considered people that had been struck with a curse. But Jesus here is not afraid to touch people no matter what society says. He's not afraid to grab them by the hand and help them take them into a brand new season. Today, you might think God is mad at you, upset at you. God 
wants nothing to do with you. You've stumbled upon this page or this video and you're like, what is going on? There's no way that God can love somebody like me. I want to tell you, Jesus wants to grab your hand and lead you into a brand new season of your life. Jesus will grab you by the hand. Maybe church won't do it. Maybe religious leaders won't do it. Maybe circles that you've been in the past, they want nothing to do with you because you've made mistakes. Maybe because you've done something wrong in your life. We serve a God that he'll grab us by the hand and bring us out. Come on, I think that's powerful. There's a God that wants to step into your situation. God is not afraid of our mess. God is not afraid of our mess ups. God is not afraid of our past. He will grab us by the hand and lead us out of those places of faithlessness, out of those places of negativity. And he grabs a man and he brings him out. He's showing the disciples, hey, you need to be careful. Be careful who's in your circle. Be careful who's in your crew. Be careful who's in your group. The Pharisees, they're talking with a whole lot of faithlessness. The Pharisees are talking with a whole lot of doubt. The Pharisees don't have faith. Don't let disturbances on the outside bring darkness to the inside. Don't forget, I've, I've fed 4,000. Don't forget, I've fed 5,000 plus. Believe that I can provide. Do you know who I really am is what he's trying to tell the disciples. So he grabs this man as an example, and he brings him out of the village. Hey, get, get away from some of this stuff. It's 2020. What, what, what are you watching? What are you listening to? Maybe, maybe today you need to step away from some of these toxic things in your life. The Bible says he takes them outside of the village, and then he does something wild. He does something crazy. Jesus, he spits in the man's eyes. Now, I know we're reading this, and we think this is crazy. Jesus... He is spitting in a blind man's eyes. Well, if it's crazy to us, it was, it was just as crazy for the Jewish people back then. If you read through the Old Testament, that was considered an insult. Why is Jesus doing this? Spit, to spit in somebody's face, to use your saliva and put it in somebody's face, that's, that's disgraceful. That's, that's definitely not cool. Jesus is again trying to show something so profound. And I want you to listen to me. Spitting in somebody's face or putting saliva in somebody's face was disgusting. It was, it was disgraceful. In fact, a couple of verses later, after he heals this man, Jesus is talking with Peter and he says, hey, in just a few days, I'm going to go up to Jerusalem and I'm going to be crucified on a cross and I'm going to die. Peter can't believe it. Peter says, no, wait a minute, that's disgraceful. That's disgusting. Death on a cross was only for criminals. What do you mean you're going up on a cross? Jesus is showing that no matter how disgraceful a situation may be, he can bring something good out of it. Jesus is trying to show them this thing may be bad, this thing may be disgraceful, this thing may, may shock you, but out of everything that is bad in this world, I can bring something good out of it. There is saliva in the eyes, there's going to be a savior on a cross, and it may look dark, it may look dim, but number two, what we need to do is that we need to trust. Number one, you need to get out of whatever circles you have been in that aren't feeding you faith, that aren't helping you believe in God, that aren't helping you have a clear vision. But number two, you need to trust in what God is doing. I know it may look dark. I know it may look grim. I know it may look like there is times of uncertainty, but today we need to trust. And I really feel like this is a word for us today. We're in the middle of uncertainty right now. What's happening all over the world is kind of crazy. We don't know what's going to happen this week. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We're all kind of watching the news, waiting. And I really feel in my heart that God is saying, no matter how disgraceful something may look, I can bring something beautiful out of it. 
He grabbed this blind man, he brought him outside, and he grabbed saliva and put it in his eyes. That was outrageous. That was definitely not cool. This is, I don't understand this. This, wow, this, this is painful to even watch. What are you doing? This is weird. And Jesus says, yeah, in a couple days, I'm actually going to be hanging on a cross. And that's the sign of a curse. Cursed is any man who hangs on a tree. Jesus says, that's also going to be ugly and disturbing. We can look at a world around us right now. You watch the news. You can go online and look at what's happening all over the world. And you can say, well, this, is, this, this hurts. This is not cool. This is disgraceful. I don't understand. This is not a pretty picture. And I feel like God is telling us, can you trust me that I can bring something beautiful out of the ugly things in life? I can bring something beautiful out of things that we don't understand. I have a plan. I have a plan. And this is what I want us to know today is that God is good. God is for us. God will protect us. God goes before us, comes behind us. He surrounds us. And no matter what may be happening in the world, we have a God that's going to turn it around. He has grabbed the things in this life that don't look great. He has grabbed the things in this life that look disgusting and disgraceful. Maybe you're saying your life looks like spit in somebody's face. Maybe your life looks like death on a cross. Can I tell you, out of those messes, God brings the most beautiful messages. Out of those horrible things in life, God brings something out of it. I want to tell you he wants to do something in your life today it may look like a mess your life may look dark your life may look horrible you i don't know what you're walking through what i do know is he can bring a beautiful message out of your mess that's really who i believe god is and he's trying to teach the disciples this i know i'm putting saliva in this man's eyes you may not understand this. this may shock you and in a couple days i'm gonna be hanging on a tree that may shock you but don't let a moment of darkness define your life forever don't let a season of darkness define your future. Right now, as the world is watching and as we're going through this moment, I'm not going to let this season of uncertainty define my faith. I know my God. I know who I believe. My trust is in a God that's way bigger than whatever's going on in the world. I'm trusting him. And I believe that I, the more I trust him, the more I can see miracles happen. You want a miracle in your life? comes with trust. I'm going to trust God even with the things I don't understand. Jesus grabs some saliva, puts it in his eyes, and he tells the man, what do you see? This is a crazy miracle because it happens in two parts. Like, like Jesus could have easily healed them. Jesus could have done it in a moment. In fact, we've already read through Mark, like he does it. You read through John, he does it. Luke, like, like Jesus heals people in a moment. Why didn't, why didn't he do it here? Was it because the man lacked faith? Was it because Jesus didn't have enough power? Like, that's not it. We, we see God do it when people don't have faith. We've seen God do miracles in a moment. I really believe that he's doing something here powerful. He's reminding us of how often we can have a vision that's blurred. He says, what do you see? The Bible says that the man looks up and he sees, well, I, I see men that look like trees. By the way, that means that this man had a vision before. That means that this man could see before because he knew what men looked like and he knew what trees looked like. I really feel in my heart that some of us, we've lost our vision. You could see before. You had a picture of God. You had some type of faith. You believed God for your life, but you've lost vision. You've lost vision. And God is asking you today, what do you see? And your vision is blurred. At one point, you were full of faith. At one point, you believed that God can use you. At one point, you believed that God can turn anything around, but you've allowed disturbances on the outside 
to bring darkness on the inside. And today you're saying, my vision is blurred. That's humanity. That's all of us. Our vision can be blurred so easily. And all of a sudden, we don't have the faith that we used to have. We don't believe the way that we used to believe. I see blurry. I don't, I don't see straight. I remember that when I first started to notice that I had eye problems, I was in fourth grade and I couldn't see the board in my class. And I remember I used to go to church and as a young kid, I used to tell my mom, like, I can't see the pastor. I, I couldn't see my pastor from the back. And everything was blurry. So many times my faith has been like that as well. It's blurry. I can't see past what's right in front of me. And what's right in front of me is doubt, fear, insecurity, it's problems, it's my financial mess, it's my marriage, it's my kids, and, and it's making me walk with uncertainty. It's making me walk blurry. Jesus is trying to tell his disciples, this is how your vision is right now. You don't know who I really am. You don't see me clearly. But if you trust me, I can heal you. If you trust me, I can make your vision clear. If you trust me, you will know who I really am, and a clear vision will result in strong faith. The Bible says that Jesus places his hands now on the man's face, and he heals him. And the man then is able to see clearly. I'll finish with this, the last and third point. I think a lot of us, what we need to do is that we need to repeat. Repeat. What do I mean by repeat? I think a lot of us at one point we had vision. A lot of us at one point we believed, we had hope, we had faith, but we've allowed things to take that away. And so what we need to do today is repeat. The same way that Jesus repeated this action, he's telling his disciples, see me clearly. Come to me again. Watch me. Remember what I've done. Repeat those miracles to yourself. Wait, I served the God that fed the 4,000. I served the God that fed the 5,000. Repeat what God has done for you. I think some of us today, we need to repeat this out loud and say, I serve the God that brought me out of the pit. I serve the God who gave me life. I serve the God who has given me hope. I serve the God who, who made a way when there was no way. And you need to repeat that in your mind, in your soul, in your faith. Repeat the action. Repeat the action one more time. And as you keep repeating what God has done in your life, your vision will become clearer. You need to go back to some of those first steps from when you first believed. Go back and say, I know who my God is. I know who I put my faith in. I know who I put my trust in. Repeat some of those steps that we did when we first put our faith in Jesus. Go back to praying. Go back to believing. Go back to making a prayer list. Go back to making that vision board and say, if God is for me, oh, I know nothing can stand against me all the days of my life. I'm believing that for your life. A lot of us today, you want a miracle in your life, you need to move out of some toxic zones. You need to move out of some negativity. You need to move out of unbelief. Then we need to trust Trust that God is good. Trust that God can make it happen no matter how dark it may seem. And then we need to repeat. Repeat God's words over our life. What do you need to repeat in your life to receive a miracle? Maybe today you need to surrender once again. You need to say, God, I've, I've given into fear. I've given into anxiety. I've given into unbelief. I've allowed the yeast of the Pharisees, the unbelief of people, the unbelief of situations to come inside. And I've forgotten what you first did in my life. I forgot some of those first steps that I did to follow you. When I gave you my life, today I'm, I'm repeating that. Today I'm, I'm surrendering again today. Maybe you've been walking with Jesus for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. But again, those disturbances have brought in a little bit of darkness. The vision has gotten a little bit blurry. Repeat. I'm going back to the beginning. 
I'm going to fall in love with God's word. I'm, I'm going back. I'm going to get in a connect group. I'm going back to growth track. I'm, I'm going to join dream team. And I'm going to, I'm going to go back to those first steps that, that put my faith on fire. Hey, disciples, the same way that I showed you that your spiritual blindness and I can, I can bring clarity in different stages. I'm doing that in your life. Maybe right now you're seeing blurry. It's okay. Can I tell you? God's going to heal you and God's going to clear your vision. As you repeat some of these steps, our spiritual blindness will begin to fall. Our vision will become clearer. And with a clear vision, it will result in a strong faith. I believe in it today that no matter what's happening in the world, you and I can have a strong faith. I'm believing that we can be a light in the middle of darkness. I'm believing that as the world is uncertain, I'm believing that as people are having doubt and fear, we can stand up and say we have a clear vision. And because our vision is clear, our faith is strong. Can I tell you, that's what our community needs right now. This is what our city needs right now. It needs the people of Calvary. It needs the people of every church of Jesus Christ to stand up and say we have faith. I know times are uncertain. I know things look bad, but I have trust. I know that my God, he's a healer. I know that Jesus is a miracle worker, and I believe that he can do it again. Today, can you let faith rise up on the inside? Come on, across every home, across every place that is watching this, let faith rise up on the inside and say, I'm going to move out of unbelief. I'm going to trust my God that he can bring something out of darkness and disgraceful things, and I am going to repeat what I did at the beginning. Because as I repeat, I remember that he's a provider. I remember that he's a healer. I remember that he's for us. And I remember that he's with us. Today, that's my message. I, I hope that you, you have let faith come on the inside. I hope that today you're encouraged. I hope that today, doesn't matter what we're watching on the news, doesn't matter what they're saying, we're, we're practicing safety and precaution, but we have a clear vision. And our eyes, our trust is not on what they say here. It's on a God that's in absolute control. The Bible says that God holds the world in his hands. He's in control. Have a vision of that God. And a clear vision is going to give you a strong faith. Today, I want to pray for two groups of people. Maybe you're, you're out there and you're saying, Alex, I, 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 need, I need a strong faith. My vision's gotten blurred. I've let things on the outside get inside. I feel like I've been walking in darkness. I feel like I've been seen through a fog. I know I've, I've been there. Let's pray. Let's pray. I want to pray for all of us today. Maybe we've allowed some of the anxiety, fear in the world, some of the doubt, some of the insecurity, some of the hysteria that's happening, some of the panic. We've allowed it to come on the inside. Today, you need a clear vision of your God. You need a clear vision of who Scripture says that God is. I want to pray for all of us today. If that's you, if you're saying, hey, I, I've been a follower of Jesus. I have a relationship with God, but, but I feel like I need, I need a reminder. I need to repeat some of these things. We're going to pray. Maybe you're watching this and you say, Alex, I, I don't know who God is. I feel far from God. I stumbled across this video, and I don't know. Everybody's talking about what's happening in the world, and, and you feel a little uncertain. Can I tell you, in the middle of these times, the best thing that you can have is a relationship with the God who created you. It's a relationship with the God that's in absolute control. I got good news for all of us today. God, he loves you. God absolutely is madly, deeply in love with you. I don't care who's watching this. I don't care where you're watching this from. I don't care what you've done. 
maybe you're saying, Alex, but how can God love me? You have no idea what I was doing last night. You have no idea what I was doing last week. You're right. I don't know. But there's a God who does know, and he loves you still. He knows what you've done. He knows where you've been, and maybe you're saying, but, but people in my own life don't even know some of the things that I've thought, said, or I've done. They don't. We don't. But God knows. And the Bible says that God still loves us. But there's a problem called sin. And the truth is, I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We've all sinned. The Bible says that there is no perfect person. Every single one of us, we have sinned. Perfect people do not exist. We've all done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong. And the Bible says that sin separates us from God. God loves us, but he has to deal with sin. So what did God do? He sent the solution. He sent the bridge. He sent the one to bring us back to the creator. His name is Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus, he came down and he grabbed all of my sin. He grabbed all of your sin. Everything we've done wrong, everything we've said wrong, thought wrong. Jesus, the Bible says he carried the sins of the world on his shoulders. Jesus went up on a cross at a place called Calvary and he died for all of our sin and our shame. Today, if you're watching this and you're saying, I, I know I've done wrong. I'm tired of living like this. Jesus, he carried that for you. Today, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. He carried your sins for you. The Bible says that the penalty of sin is death. And Jesus says, I'm going up on that cross and, and I'm going to give my life so that you don't have to die for sins. You can't die for sins. Jesus says, I'll do that. And the Bible says that Jesus died there on that cross. After he died, they brought him down. They put him in a grave. He was dead for three days. But after three days, the Bible says that Jesus, he defeated sin and death. The Bible says that the stone was rolled away. And Jesus Christ, he resurrected. There is no body. There is no bones. Jesus Christ, he's alive. And I believe that with all my heart. Today, if you're watching, can I tell you he's the answer. He's the solution. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. He's the hope that humanity needs. He is the answer and the solution. Today, you've been looking for peace all across. You've been looking for, for peace and relationships. You've been looking for love and people. You've been looking for joy and things. Jesus says, I'm the only one that can bring hope, joy, and peace. His name is Jesus. So today, if you're watching this, wherever you're at, and you're saying, today, I want to begin again. I want a brand new life. I want a relationship with Jesus. I'm going to say a simple prayer. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. It doesn't matter whether you're in a home, in a coffee shop somewhere, at work. I want you to say this prayer with me. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 10, that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Alex, how do I have a relationship with God? How am I saved? It's by believing in Jesus, by putting your faith in Jesus. This prayer is going to be an easy prayer. and I'm just helping you talk to God this first time. You can talk to God any place, anywhere, however you want. I'm just going to make this first one easy for you. I want you to repeat after me. If you're saying, Alex, I need Jesus. Today I want to begin again. I want forgiveness for my sins. Repeat after me. Come on, let's pray together. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I put my faith and my trust in you. I believe you're the son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day you rose again. Come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. From today on, I'm forgiven, I'm saved, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, if you did that prayer with me, I believe that today 
You just started a brand new relationship with the God who loves you. Come on, I'm excited about that. That's amazing. I believe that today you were forgiven of your sins and you just started a brand new journey with Jesus. And all of us were on a journey together. Nobody's perfect. We're going to do this journey together. In fact, if you made that decision, I would love for you to send us an email. We'll love to get in touch with you. In fact, we would love to send you a free Bible and uh, no strings attached. We want to help you on this journey. When I first started following Jesus, I had a whole lot of people that helped me understand what the Bible said. I had a whole lot of people to help me. And I think we got connect groups and grow track. I think we have a lot of ways that can help you out. And so send us an email, say, hey, I did that prayer today. And I made a decision to follow Jesus. We would love to get in touch with you. And we're going to continue this journey with you. For the rest of us watching, if you're saying, hey, that's me. Today, I, I, I've let darkness come in. Let's say a quick prayer as well for you. Come on, all across our homes, all across different connect groups and maybe coffee shops. If you're saying, I've been walking with Jesus. I've known Jesus. But I've let darkness come in. I've let faith go out the window. I've let my hope be gone. My joy has left because of disturbances on the outside. I've let fear and anxiety step in. I've let negativity, toxic people. I've let faithlessness come inside. And like the disciples, I'm seeing blurry. And today you're saying, I want to see clearly. I've been there. Come on, let's pray together all over this place. Maybe if you're with a couple people, we can pray for each other right there across our city. This is what the church is. Together, all of us praying for one another. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for each and every single person that's watching. God, so often we all struggle with, with doubt. We all struggle with unbelief. So often we let what's on the outside come inside. And we let disturbances, we let interruptions come inside and take away our hope, our joy, our peace. And so often our faith. And it lets us live this life uh, where it's full of blurriness. It's full of nothing but confusion. And I believe that you're not the God of confusion. And today, if there's somebody watching that they're confused, they have a blurry vision, they want to trust you, but life has just gotten in the way. There's obstacles in the way of their vision. They can't see clearly through the fog of despair, through the fog of anxiety, through the fog of stress. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you will lift that off of their eyes off their spirit, off their heart. And I pray for clear vision for all of us watching today that we can say, I can see clearly now. I can see clearly now as we put our eyes on you today. I pray that some of us, we take these steps. Number one, that we would move, God. Help us to move out of places that are negative for our spirit. Help us to move out of these circles that don't feed our faith. Help us to step out of villages that don't help us to see you clearly. And today I'm praying that some of us will move and we'll begin to move out of places maybe of comfort that have held us down for too long. I pray that we'll, we'll move and we'll step into connect groups. We'll step into grow track. We'll step into dream team. We'll start moving forward. And as we start stepping out of past places, we'll walk into new seasons with you. Number one, that we would move, God. Help people to move today in their journey after you. God, I pray, number two, that they would trust you. I pray for more trust in our lives, God, that we would trust you even if life, as life gets dark, even as there's darkness over the world right now and uncertainty, that we know that out of the darkness, out of the things that are disgraceful, you can bring something beautiful out of that. Help us to trust. And then, God, help us to repeat. A lot of us today, help us to go back to the beginning. When we first fell in love with you, Jesus, help us to go back, back to the word. Help us to go back to basics. Help us to go back to gathering with some brothers and sisters who love us and care for us. Help us to go back to those prayer moments that we used to spend with you. Help us to go back. Repeat. Repeat in our minds. Repeat out loud and speak about what God has done. I'm going to repeat the stories that he's done in my life. I'm going to repeat the basics. I'm going to repeat. I'm going to share with everybody what Jesus has done. And as I repeat, 
as I remember, I trust that God would do it again. And I pray that healing would happen in the lives of everyone watching. Clear vision and a result in our strong faith. I can see clearly now, God, that we would say that today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Church, we love you. Love you, family. So glad that you tuned in. Again, connect groups are happening all this week, throughout the week. Stay in tune. Uh, all this week, we will be talking to you about different stuff uh, that we will probably be rescheduling, as well as what will happen next Sunday. Continue to be a light. Continue to uh, see clearly. I believe that God is for us. God is with us. We love you very, very much, and we'll stay in touch. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.